G'day and welcome to Is It Relevant Today? Right here on Faith FM. I'm Marius Jigao and on this show we're examining biblical concepts and ideas and asking ourselves the important question, Is It Relevant Today? Or is it as outdated and ridiculous as having enough toilet paper in your home? Today we're going to ask what I believe to be an extremely important question. And this question is, why would God allow coronavirus? This is a question that I hear many, both who believe and who do not believe in God, ask. However, I see that those who believe in God ask this question with a little bit of trepidation. And I understand what they may be feeling. Is it okay to ask why God does certain things? Doesn't that mean that I don't really have faith in Him? I would argue that it's perfectly okay to ask why would God allow coronavirus? I would even say that God encourages us to ask such questions. If you have a look at 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 15, it reads, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense to anyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you, with meekness and fear. What the Bible is encouraging us to do here is to have a good reason for the things that we believe. Now, most Christians, including myself, believe that God is ultimately in charge of this world. And if so, there must be a valid answer to the question, why would God allow coronavirus? We'll explore some answers to this question just after these songs. A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Our helper, he amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing. For still our ancient foe doth seek to work us woe. His craft and power are great and armed with cruel hate. On earth is not his equal. Doom is 
Welcome back to Is It Relevant Today? You're listening to Maria Strigau, and today we're asking a bit of a difficult question. Why would God allow coronavirus? We're going to have a look at three reasons why God may be allowing this. The first of these is that God respects humanity, and one of the greatest gifts He has given us is the gift of free will. God didn't create us to be robots, to do exactly as we're told without any input on our behalf. On the contrary, He designed us with the ability to choose for ourselves, even so much so as allowing us to choose to refuse Him if we wanted. We're only going to be lightly touching on this topic in this presentation, so if you'd like to go into a little more depth, visit our YouTube channel called Is It Relevant Today and click on Why Does Evil Exist? From the beginning of time, humanity has abused this privilege of free will. We have often chosen to go against God to the detriment of ourselves and of those around us. And this has resulted in the world being riddled with sin, disease, pain and wickedness. We have chosen to exclude God from our schools, from our government and even from our relationships and marriage. Now God, being the gentleman He is, when we push Him away, doesn't force Himself onto us. When we ask Him to leave, God leaves. And in leaving, His protection is no longer with us. Imagine a bank is hiring an armor truck. They hire them to transport the money every week. And after a while, they decide to tell him they don't need them anymore. We can look after ourselves and our money. And the bank manager carries the money in a briefcase every week. And then one day, they get mugged and lose all of their money. The manager then calls the armor truck company and says, Why didn't you protect me? I've lost all my money now because of you. Does this sound reasonable? No, right? It sounds insane. But this is what many people are doing with God today. They're asking Him not to be involved in their lives through their actions and their choices. And then, when God leaves and withdraws His protection, they blame Him for the situation they now find themselves in. I've often heard questions such as, Why doesn't God prevent this person from doing this or that person from doing that? The answer to that question is that God respects our free will, even when we choose to do something wrong. The people who usually have this argument, the one of why doesn't God step in each time, don't generally think it all the way through. If God did intervene every time someone or we were making an evil or silly decision or something that would hurt ourselves or someone else, then we wouldn't have free will. We would be like robots. Think about it. Imagine someone went to kill someone else. Should God intervene? Some would argue, yes, he shouldn't allow people to kill each other. Now imagine some horrible man decided to slap his wife. Should God intervene? Some may again say, yes, it's wrong to hit anyone. So what about if someone else decided to light up a cigarette in a shopping center? Should God intervene? Again, some may say yes, as they're harming themselves and those around them. Now, what about if someone decided to tell a lie and cheat on their spouse? Should God intervene? What about if someone chose to eat something that was ultimately going to give them heart disease? Should God intervene? Where does one draw the line? If God starts directly intervening in everyone's choices, we would not have free will anymore. God has given us the amazing gift of free will. 
However, over time, humanity has abused this free will and the result has been devastating. One of these results are things like diseases and coronavirus. After this song, we'll look at another reason why God may be allowing coronavirus. Change my heart, oh Is it relevant today? Right here on Faith FM. Today we're asking the question, why would God allow coronavirus? We've discovered that God respects our free will, even when it's to our own detriment. And throughout time, humanity has abused this free will and the result has been pain and suffering, including diseases and things such as coronaviruses. For an in-depth look at why does God allow pain and suffering, check out our YouTube channel called Is It Relevant Today? and click on Why Does Evil Exist? The next reason about why God may allow coronavirus is one that's not entirely easy. In the book of Job, chapter 1, we find an interesting look relating to what's happening behind the scenes of this universe. We find that there is a conflict between God and Satan. In the book of Job, we find Satan accusing God and putting into question his character. Satan claims the only reason that Job is following God is because God is essentially bribing him and giving him stuff and offering him protection. God claims that even if all this stuff was taken away, Job would still serve him. 
and Satan essentially asks God to prove it. Satan is then allowed to take away everything that Job has, except for his life. And in one day, Job loses all his possessions, all his children. The only thing that he really has left is his wife, who is less than comforting. Her advice to him is, why don't you just curse God and die? But Job continues trusting God, despite all these horrible things that are happening to him. And on top of all this, he gets horrible sores all over his body, which may have very well been caused by a virus. The following 37 chapters describe the miserable state that Job is in and him essentially asking, why is this happening? At the very end of the book of Job, God finally answers him. His answer begins in Job chapter 38 verses 3 and 4. God says, Now prepare yourself like a man, and I will question you, and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me, if you have understanding. God continues throughout the next two chapters to ask Job questions such as, Where were you when I made the ocean? What about the rivers? Do you understand how the mountains came to be? And at the end of the day, God doesn't give Job a reason for why he did what he did. He simply showed Job that he was in charge, and Job was simply required to trust him. And he did. In a similar way, God doesn't always explain to us why he allows certain horrible things like coronavirus to happen. However, when I'm struggling to understand why God allows certain things to happen, what I do is I look at the cross. At the cross, I find the God of the universe condescending to humanity and allowing himself to be put to death in the most horrible way imaginable. And this is so he could save me and that he could save you. What I see here is that God is willing to go to any length he has to for our best interest. He's not indifferent. He cares about us deeply. And seeing this, I know that even when horrible things around me are happening, God has the interest of his people at heart. This allows me to be comfortable with the idea that I may not exactly know why he's allowing certain things to happen. And the reason I'm comfortable with this is because I know he will use any means available to him, and being God, that's a lot, to work out my salvation. Stay with us after these songs and we'll look at the third reason why God may be allowing coronavirus. Save the son of Abraham 
And by the power of your hand Turn the sea into dry land To the outcast on her knees You were the God who really sees And by your might You set your children free El Shaddai El Shaddai El Elyonah You are 
So I don't mind to die Just as long as I'm Hidden in you If I could just sit with you A while If you could just hold me Nothing could touch me Though I'm wounded, though I die If I could just sit with you a while I need you to hold me Moment by moment Till forever passes by When I know I've sinned When I should have been Crying out my God And hidden in you Lord, I need you now More than I know how So I humbly I could just sit with you a while If you could just hold me Nothing could touch me Though I'm wounded, though I die If I could just sit with you a while I need you to hold me Moment by moment Till forever passes by Just sit with you a while I need you to hold me Moment by moment Till forever passes by Moment by moment Till forever passes by
Welcome back to Is It Relevant Today? You're listening to Marius Jigal, and today we're looking at some reasons why God may be allowing coronavirus. The third reason is something that's kind of painful to accept, but nevertheless, the Bible shows us that this is true. God sometimes allows suffering to steer His people towards a closer relationship with Him and ultimately to eternal life. A really good example of this may be found in the book of Jeremiah, where the tribe of Judah is taken to Babylon into captivity. Throughout the book of Jeremiah and the book of Ezekiel, we find many examples of God continuously begging His people not to turn away from Him. He's continuously explaining to them what will happen if they forfeit His protection. Again and again and again, we see the people refusing to listen. God, however, keeps speaking to them and keeps begging them not to turn away from Him. But they keep refusing. And in the end, God's protection is removed. Babylon comes in and besieges Jerusalem, destroying it, killing hundreds of thousands and enslaving or exiling the rest. I sometimes think of these events and realize that what God's people went through in this time was unimaginable. Indescribable bloodshed, rape, murder, and those who escaped certain death did only to be met with deportation or slavery. Why would God allow such a thing to happen? Now we find an interesting answer to this in Jeremiah chapter 24 verse 5. It reads, Thus says the Lord God, the God of Israel, Like those good figs, so I acknowledge those who were carried away captive from Judah, whom I have sent out of this place for their own good, into the land of the Chaldeans. Verse 5 tells us something crazy and even absurd. God says that He sent them out of this place for their own good. How could this be? How could it be for their own good for hundreds and thousands of people to die, for their city to be burned down, and then for the survivors to be taken into slavery or exile? It is in these conditions that God tells them one of the most well-known verses in the Bible. It's found in Jeremiah 29, verses 11 to 13, and it reads, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. God clearly tells them that even though He has allowed these horrible things to happen to them, He desires them peace and not evil. He desires them a future and a hope. And the way they will obtain this is actually found in the next two verses. It says that then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. God knows that by withdrawing His protection, His people will realize what it's like to live without Him. And then they will go and seek a true, loving relationship with Him. After this song, we'll see how each of these three reasons work together.
Is it relevant today? Right here on Faith FM. You're listening to Marius Jigau, and today we're looking at the question, why does God allow coronavirus? And we have found three answers to this question. But I want to pause here and say that no one but God fully understands God and why he does the things he does. However, he does encourage us to have a reason for the faith that we have in him. Today we have discovered that God has given us free will. And throughout time, humanity has abused this free will, and the result has been indescribable pain and suffering. Our own choices have led to destruction and disease, including this horrible coronavirus. God allows us free will because He loves us, but the ones who are responsible for what we do with this free will is us, not God. 
We've also found out that God sometimes allows his people to go through suffering in order that they may realize their true need of him and then to turn back to him. In doing this, the suffering that results from being separated to God is actually an act of kindness. You see, as Christians, we know that there is more after this life. However, if we choose to reject God, He won't force us into heaven. When God removes His protection here, in this world, many realize that they don't want a life without Him and choose to put their trust in Him. And in this way, they prepare their hearts for the life to come. It therefore works out for their long-term best interest. We also discovered that God doesn't always explain why He does the things He does. But we found out that it doesn't simply stop here. Even though we may not know why God does all the things that He does, we can have the assurance that He always has our best interest at heart. When we look at the cross, when we look at the unimaginable lengths that God put Himself through to rescue us, we know that God isn't indifferent. We know that God isn't someone who doesn't care about suffering. We know that God will actually give up his life in order to give us a chance at a better one. So knowing these things, even though we may not always understand exactly why he does the things he does, we can have the assurance that he will work it out for our eternal interest. And because of this, even though we're going through a time of trouble and uncertainty, we can have the assurance and peace spoken about by Paul in Romans 8.28, where he writes, We know that all things work together for good, to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his promise. We thank you for listening today, and don't forget to visit our YouTube channel called Is It Relevant Today, where we have video presentations on many topics, including this one titled, Why Does God Allow Coronavirus? We look forward to seeing you next week. I'm Marius Jigau. God bless, and I hope you have a magnificent day.
times See when I win I can see when I lose my step And I fall down again I can see cause you pick me up See cause you're there I come. 
Listening to Is It Relevant Today? If you have any questions or comments, please leave them on our Facebook page, Is It Relevant Today? But for now, thanks for listening and we look forward to seeing you next week. I love to tell the story, twill be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story. Of Jesus and His love